This is the CU 2.0 podcast with your host, Robert McGarvey. Big new ideas about credit unions. Big new ideas about credit unions. CU 2.0 podcast. You know Paul Fiore. He's the co-founder of Digital Insight. That's a granddad of online banking tools and still in use at numerous credit unions today. Fiore also has been on staff at credit unions. He was a founder of CU Wallet, an innovative attempt to create a uniquely credit union mobile payments tool. And now he's spending much of his time noodling crypto, looking for ways for credit unions to play a part. Know this, he still very much thinks credit unions need to offer crypto solutions to members. Otherwise, some members, maybe many members, will just take their money elsewhere. Also know that as this show was recorded in late June 2022, Bitcoin was down about 50% from a high a few months earlier. It had lost $20,000 in value in a span of a few months. Ouch! Fiore, however, said he's holding his crypto. He adds that the big investors in crypto whom he knows are doing likewise. It's a down cycle for many markets, he shrugged. Not just crypto. A lot of things are down. Stock market, you name it, it's probably down. Don't panic, don't panic. And credit unions, he insists, still needs to be investigating what crypto they need to offer their members. Listen up. So last time I heard you talk about crypto, Bitcoin was selling for approximately two times what it's selling today. And that last time was in late February, so just a few months ago. What the heck is going on? Yeah, it's it's <laughs> plummeting. You know, I think everything's plummeting. I saw gold was down. Um I saw somewhere on Monday that in since 19, uh, what was it, 62, 60 years, only three times in the third time it happened on Monday, bond yields were up 0.2% and the S&P was down 3.5%. So feels like crypto is a regular asset class, meaning if you want to get cash, you're probably selling stuff. So people are uh, exiting, but they're also exiting traditional safe havens like gold and bonds. So it's a really interesting time right now. Now, to me, it looks today and yesterday as though the prices were beginning to stabilize for crypto. Do you agree with that? Uh, I wouldn't want to be on record in any price stabilization or up or down. It's a uh, tough market and it's volatile. My friends in New York affect me, in my opinion on where ETH is going. And I just refuse to make any <laughs> predictions. It feels like you kind of know when it's in a bull run and it gets frothy and crazy and you know when you're in a bear market. So on Friday, the reports I was reading in, in mainstream newspapers and whatnot basically depicted crypto as a uh, dumpster fire. Uh, to, I'm not reading those same stories today. There, there seems to be a little bit more uh, acceptance of the idea that this is just a bear market for everything, basically. So suck it up. Yeah. Yeah. It's a dumpster fire when it's going down. I mean, still the slope of the curve is up. I think they've reported today. I think it was Gardner. I forget. Maybe I'm wrong there. But 50% of wallets that hold Bitcoin are still in the, you know, in the black. Um, so I guess people are holding. People I know that hold quite a bit have no desire to sell Bitcoin. And their plan is just to be right in the long term. Now, some big name companies are being shaken out or appear to be being shaken out. What do you make of that? 
So you talk about companies that hold Bitcoin, like MicroStrategy yeah. or yeah. Right. You know, they're in a particular level. Listen, at the end of the day, their their value of their stock is probably more correlated to Bitcoin than it is to underlying performance. Now, what do you? What would you tell credit unions today about doing crypto? I mean, four months ago, you were very enthusiastic about credit unions participating in crypto. What? What about today? Yeah, I still am because it's either a, it's a viable asset class or it's not, right? So credit union can offer wealth management services and trading services through a third party, and then the stock market takes a crash and they get out of the business, right? It's kind of they're have to have an alternative not everyone's going to keep all of their assets in cash maybe now <laughs> recently since february you're right if you had kept it in cash you're happy. But, you know people are always going to have their assets working in real estate gold crypto stock market bond market and you never know what uh, the consumer is going to favor that day or what's going to go up in that time horizon so i think credit diversifying knowing where you know the assets are evolving to it's good to get there ahead of time It'll always be on the consumer to do their homework and figure out what their risk tolerance is and where they want to put their well, Not being in the game is probably worse. Or a credit union, you're probably looking at it now because you signed up with a, a crypto program and it's new and you probably have members that are now in the red or have lost money. So there's a little sensitivity, but there's always been since the beginning of Bitcoin, tremendous bear markets. Yeah, I can recall at least two prior times when people were writing off crypto and Bitcoin in particular as as just worthless. It was Confederate money. And yet it rebounded to a point where it's 40,000 bucks for one Bitcoin. Now it's 20,000. Yeah. That's still not Confederate money. You know what I mean? There was a great YouTube video. 2019, I think it was at the Japan conference in October, where uh, Vitaly Buterin, the founder of one of the founders of Ethereum, you know, he made a point because uh, that even solving some of these really tough 25 year old computer science problems, like the Byzantine general problem, it wasn't necessarily that Bitcoin directly solved it, but they indirectly solved it by combining it with called crypto economics, which essentially a baked-in incentive plan and a way to disincentivize people from doing things negatively. And it, it has to be that the cost of electricity and the price to mine a Bitcoin is lower than the current market value. Self-correcting. So if that's not the case, miners get out of the game, less people are mining, therefore the great incentive for the people that remain, the less competition. So I think the reason Bitcoin has survived all the various many, many, many times over the decades plus has been the self-correcting nature of it. And what's the, when you talk with credit unions today, what's their attitude about Bitcoin? Do they still want to talk about this or are they hanging up and saying no? Um, well, for me personally, I'm talking about products that would be good for software members over the course of the next, you know, year to 10 years. Um, and I'm more focused on Designing and building out the products than the sales aspect. There's always going to be the early adopters that'll come out. In general, young, aggressive credit union CEOs are thinking about the long term. You, you need to be competitive. Uh, in fact, getting in when it's down is probably better and safer 
this essentially the, the members just get up an average in price of whatever class they buy. And we're still in the, the early days. Well, I mean, you remember the old stock market thing. If you really believed in a stock, when it really began to tumble, that's when you bought a lot of it. Even if you'd bought it at twice as much six months ago, now you're a- averaging your price down. And in the stock market, it's had decades and you know years to figure out how to avoid having people go on margin. So when these crashes happen, it, it really is just wiping out the small investor liquidation curve, right? If they're buying on margin and they're paying the loan, eventually more sales. And those four sales exacerbate the price decline, right? Because now you have these market entries to sell crypto, already the illiquid deflated market, driving the price down even lower. If you're a sophisticated, smart trader, right? You put in those buy orders. And- so you see this as, as primarily small investors fleeing the, the crypto market. Well, it's everyone that got into a crash. Right? So there probably are some large investors as well. So there, there might be companies and big players also, mostly outside of the United States. In the United States, very few exchanges offer margin. Now, are you personally buying or selling crypto right now? Hold and wait and try not to have. I, I just remember watching you in, in, in Austin, Texas, where you were live and a guy next to me said, is he actually really buying crypto? And I said, I, I think he is. I think he is. I think for that demo, I think I bought $5,000 worth of crypto. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a, a, a huge amount. But it was like, is yeah. he really? Is he, is he, is he, I said, I, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Well, you know, this you buy, you sell, it's up, it's down. I think you have a long-term perspective is the only way to. So your your mood is still good, Paul. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like I say, it's there's not exposure for me that would worry me or my personal situation. But I talk to people that have a lot of their net worth in crypto, and you know, they're they're not jumping out of buildings. They're just sitting there saying, "Hey, it might take three years for the fully rebound and get back into a bull cycle," but they're not going to panic sell. They're just going to not look at it. The CU 2.0 podcast.